Today on Sports Card Investor, I've got some really interesting new charts to share that might change the way you think about sports card investing. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. sports card investors and welcome to another episode. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic weekend. I am as well and I've got some fantastic stuff to show you today. I am extremely excited because we just launched a new type of chart in our Market Movers data platform and it shows some really cool things. It gives you a really unique view of the sports card market and I'm gonna share a lot of what you can see on that chart with you in this episode so you can glean some of the insights that our Market Movers users are gleaning right now. And speaking of Market Movers, a big announcement. We have just released Market Movers Lite. It is a brand new version of Market Movers that is only half the cost of our full version, $24.95 per month. And it gives you access to all of the charts in Market Movers, including the charts you're seeing in today's episode. Go check it out on our brand new website, marketmoversapp.com. Again, go to marketmoversapp.com to check it all out and learn about this new version of Market Movers. Okay, so let's get started and talk about what I have found on these interesting, interesting, interesting charts that I'm gonna share with you today. So I'm taking you here into Market Movers. So this is a standard price chart. This is, this is a 2018 Luka Doncic. I'm comparing his silver card to his base card. This is a standard ch chart that you see on Lots of our sports card investor episodes. It shows you how this, these two cards have changed in value over time. And you can see this chart, I went all the way back to February 1st to start this chart. And you can see, well, that look at that silver card, how that has really taken off in value over time. That's the top line up there, the blue line. And the base card has gone up as well. But when you look at a chart like this, what you really cannot tell very easily is which of these two cards went up more from a percentage standpoint. You can tell that from a dollar standpoint, the silver card, the top line on the chart obviously went up more, but it was more expensive to begin with, as you can see here. But what about from a percentage standpoint? And let me ask the question this way. If you look at the prices of these two cards back on February 1st, the silver card was $1,249 and the base card was $236 which is approximately one-fifth the price of the silver card, approximately. So let me ask you this question. Would you have been better off buying one silver card or five base cards? If you had $1,250 to spend, which would you have bought on February 1st? Well, it's hard to tell the answer on this graph. And that's why we built in this new graph. This new graph is gonna show you how these cards changed over time from a percentage basis. And what it's gonna do is it's gonna set both of these cards to 0%, the same percentage starting point on February 1st. 
and then it's going to chart how they changed over time from February 1st. And this graph tells a different story. This graph shows you that you would have been better off buying his base card. You would have been better off buying five of his base cards than one of his silver card if you go back in time to February 1st. And you can see where we end up on the percentage change graph here, where the base card is up 443% since February 1st, with the silver card being up 380% since February 1st. Information you may not have been able to tell quite as easily unless you switch to looking at this percentage view. So let's have some fun with this. I'm going to challenge you in today's episode to see if you can guess the right answer to some of these questions. So play along with me. Here we go. So here's my next challenge for you. All Let's take five of the biggest rookies from this year's uh, rookie class in basketball and let's go back to the beginning of the bubble, the time when the players reported into the bubble. Whose card from a percentage standpoint do you think has gone up the most? So here's your choices. Kobe White, Ja Morant, Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, and Tyler Hero. Five of the biggest cards from this year's rookie class. And I'm going to look at their prism base cards in PSA 10. Whose has gone up the most over the last 90 days since the bubble started? Well, many of you out there probably are guessing Tyler Hero because obviously he's in the NBA Finals and you would be correct. That is the obvious choice. But who would be second and third? Who's second and third on that list? Is it Ja? Is it Zion? Is it RJ Barrett? Or is it Kobe White? Can you guess? The answer might surprise you. You can't tell from looking at this graph very easily when you're just looking at the price changes by, by dollars, their, their movement by dollars. But when you switch to percentages, the answers become obvious. Now, the top line in this graph up here, that purple line, that is in fact Tyler Hero. So Tyler Hero's cards have absolutely accelerated past the other guys in his draft class from a percentage gain standpoint over the course of the last 90 days. Not a big surprise there. But what might surprise you is number two, the green line, that's Kobe White. And number three, the orange line, that's RJ Barrett. Two guys who weren't even in the bubble. Two guys who haven't sniffed a basketball over the course of the last 90 days. They haven't sniffed a basketball court. They haven't been there. The two guys who are actually playing, who are actually part of the action, Ja Morant and Zion Williamson, are the two bottom guys on this graph from a change percentage over the last 90 days. In fact, Zion is by far the worst. Zion's cars are down. down. They're down 16% over the last 90 days. Ja's cards are up 1.3%. RJ Barrett's cards are up almost 29%. Kobe White's cards are up almost 48%. And Tyler Hero's cards are up 112%. Isn't that interesting that the two guys who didn't play at all in the bubble have seen their card prices rise significantly where two of the big stars, John ja Zion, who did saw him drop. And what this is a story of is this is a story of expectations. Zion and Ja had expectations heading into the bubble. Their prices had expectations baked into them. And when neither of their teams actually advanced past those opening eight games in the bubble, neither of, those te neither of their teams officially made the playoffs, the expectations were that Ja and Zion and their teams underperformed and their cards went down. 
Meanwhile, Kobe White and RJ Barrett had no expectations. So their cards just floated up as people started thinking about what might happen next season. Interesting to see this type of stuff. All right, guys, let's have some more fun. Let me challenge you again here. Five hot quarterbacks this season in the NFL over the last 90 days. How would you, who do you think has gone up the most from a percentage standpoint between Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers? All of their teams are doing great. These quarterbacks are doing great. Who has gone up the most from a percentage standpoint? So here's the percentage change graph and the clear number one, the orange line, which you can see taking the lead over here is Josh Allen. He has far outpaced these other four quarterbacks in terms of percentage change. If you had bought a bunch of Josh Allen cards before the season, you would be doing way better than if you had bought Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. Now that might not surprise you because Josh Allen was number one in our top five video on this channel earlier this week. But what might surprise you is who's last place. Last place amongst these five quarterbacks is Patrick Mahomes. And just barely, just barely. The other four quarterbacks are pretty bunched together. But if you look at this little blue dot, that little light blue dot right there at the bottom, which is below all of the other guys, that's Patrick Mahomes, 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10. I'm looking at all of their uh, rookie cards from Prism in PSA 10. Mahomes' card has only gone up 27.7% this season, whereas Lamar Jackson is up 56% this season. Uh, let's see, Aaron Rodgers is up 52% this season. Tom Brady, 61%. And then Josh Allen, 142%. Patrick Mahomes really lagging behind those other four quarterbacks. Now, of course, his cards went up so much last season and this offseason that, you know, that probably explains why. But it is interesting that his growth is lagging so far behind even someone like Tom Brady uh, or Lamar Jackson. Interesting stuff. All right, let's take a look at another graph that I think you guys, let's switch to baseball. And let me just ask you this. Let's take three of the, of the brightest young stars in baseball. Let's look over the last 90 days between Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr., whose cards from a percentage standpoint have gone up the most over the last 90 days. So we're going back through, you know, uh, all of the baseball season here. Who's, whose cards have gone up the most from a percentage standpoint? Well, many of you probably guessed Fernando Tatis and you are right and it's not even close. If you look at the percentage change gap, it shows this graph here shows how much of a gap there is between Fernando Tatis and Juan Soto and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Jr. Tatis is the top line on the graph, Soto the second line, and Acuna the third line. But a couple of things here are interesting to me when I look at this. So uh, Tatis's cards are up 224% over the course of the last 90 days. Juan Soto's are up 47% and Acuna only 4%. But of, and, and I get it, look, Acuna was injured for part of the season, didn't put up the monstrous numbers, whereas Soto is leading in batting average and Tatis has had an incredible breakout year, so I get that. But, but out of these teams, the Braves may actually have the most postseason success this year, perhaps. The Braves may have the opportunity for the deepest run, uh, 
Tatis, or out of all these players, rather, Acuna may be the best one set up for postseason success. So it's interesting that his cards have been flat over the last 90 days where we've seen these incredible jumps in prices and some of these other players. All right, let's switch our attention back to basketball. I have a a question for you about comparing different sets. So this is a good one. This is a good one. See if you can answer this one and get this one correct. Let's go back to Luca, and let's turn the clock back to February 1st. If you could have bought his, these are all of his rookie cards, his 2018s and PSA 10, would you rather have bought his Prism, his Optic, or his Select? And assuming you could buy, you know, you had you had an amount of money, and so you could buy, his Prisms were obviously more expensive. So, you know, you could buy, let's say, one Prism, because back then you would have been paying, let's see, about $211 for his Prism. You would have paid $145 for his Optic, or you would have paid $76 for his Select, right? So let's pretend you could have bought, let's say, like, two Prisms, three Optics, or five selects approximately, that would put them all approximately at the same price. Which would be better? Because of the prism, select, and optic, what has gone up the most from a percentage standpoint? What do you think? Which of these three sets has the most heat? You can't really tell, once again, by looking at simply their price changes on this graph, but when I switch to the percentage price changes, the view drastically changes. And it's actually the select that has far outpaced the prism or the optic. And this is interesting because go back to the price changes graph. When you look at this price changes graph, you see that top line up there is his prism. So if you look at this graph, it kind of looks like, wow, look how high that prism has gone up in price. But what you forget is that the prism started a lot higher in price as well. And it's actually the third line on this graph, which is the select, the least expensive of these three cards is the one when we go back to the percentage change standpoint, that select by far jumps into first place. His select, and I'm looking at, by the way, his select concourse, which is his most basic select card. That is up 722%. While his prism is up 434% and his optic is up 446%. So the prism is actually last place in terms of how that value has gone up over since February 1st of this year. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Let's look at, uh, now let's zoom in with Select itself. By the way, I'm a big fan of Select as a product. So I I was excited to see this because I love Select. I buy a lot of Select. I think Select is a really, really classy product. Um, Let's look at the different levels of Select because if you buy Select, you'll know that there is a concourse level, there is a premier level, and then there is the courtside level, which is the top level, the rarest level. Concourse most common, premier in the middle, uh, and then courtside is the rarest. So as you can see, this is the price graph and you can see obviously the courtside from Luca is way more expensive than the other two. No surprise there, it's the most rare. But going back to the beginning of February, from a percentage standpoint, which one has gone up the most? It is, in fact, also the court side. The court side has gone up tremendously in value. These have all gone up a lot in value, but it's actually the court side that's gone up the most, the concourse the second most, and the premier level has been the one that has lagged significantly behind the other two. And that's kind of interesting. Psychologically, I wonder if that's because the premier level is kind of stuck in the middle. Like if you're going to buy a Luca card, 
from, you know, you want to buy one of his rookie cards from Select. Maybe you either want to get, you know, the most expensive elite one, which is the Concourse, or you're fine just getting his standard run-of-the-mill base card. I'm sorry, I should say the most elite one is the Courtside. Or maybe you're fine getting his standard, uh, you know, base card, which is the Concourse. Maybe the Premier card kind of gets lost in the shuffle in the middle. I don't know. But it's interesting that that card has lagged certainly the other two. All right, let's look at a few more graphs, uh, a couple more interesting things. I wanted to see, is this the same with Trey Young? If Luca's select card has gone up the most versus Optic or Prism, is it the same with Trey Young? And the answer is actually no. Interestingly, with Trey Young, his Optic card has far outpaced his Prism or his select card over the course of this same exact time period going back to February 1st and going through current day. Why has Trey Young's optic gone up the most? Whereas with Luca, it was his select. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with how people are responding to the pictures on the cards or, or, or maybe it's just a random variance in the market and maybe there's some opportunity there for sports card investors. Maybe Trey Young's select cards are underappreciated. Luca's cards, Luca often leads the way in price movements. Maybe Luca's cards, people have caught on to the select and how nice they are and Trey's cards, there's just not as much attention on his select. I don't know. Take that for what it is worth. A couple more graphs I wanted to share. Let's compare PSA 9s to PSA 10s and BGS 9.5s and see what that looks like. Because here is Mike Trout's 2011 Tops update baseball card. PSA 10, the top line, uh, BGS 9.5, the blue line, the middle line, and PSA 9 is the bottom line. Which one of these has gone up most over the course? And we're going to go to February 1st on this as well. So if you bought these cards going back eight months ago, approximately, uh, would you have been better off buying the 10 or the 9 or the BGS 9.5? Well, the answer on this is they all pretty much did the exact same. They're all right around each other. You can see how close all of those levels are. The one interesting thing to note is if you if you notice the blue line, which I'll highlight here, that blue line bounces around so much more than the other two lines. And that is because that is the BGS 9.5. And the reason for that is BGS 9.5s have subgrades. I normally don't like to show BGS 9.5 graphs on, on charts on my shows because they bounce around so much more because they're affected by subgrades. Whereas PSA 10 and PSA 9 produce a much more consistent trend line because you don't have to deal with subgrades. And you can see that here because uh, subgrades can affect the price of a card. All right, let's look at a couple more things. Uh, the last one, by the way, we got two more things. This last graph I think is really interesting that's gonna blow your mind, but I'm gonna make you, make you wait for that in a second. But let's look at this. This is, um, let's go back in time to the last dance documentary. This is both of the, this is a really interesting graph too. Let's go back in time to the last dance documentary. And let's say that if you go back to April 1st, around the time the last dance started, would you have been better off investing in Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon, Dominique Wilkins, or Charles Barkley? And I'm comparing their 1986 Fleer PSA 9 cards. Now, from a price standpoint, obviously, the Jordan card is by far the most expensive. That's the top line on the graph. It, it muddies all the rest of the cards together. And that's one of the things about why this percentage change graph is so important, because you can overcome 
you know, the muddiness that's created when you have one really high expensive outlier card, the rest of the lines just get so close together, it's hard to tell the difference. Um, but from a percentage change standpoint, which would have done the best? It's not the one you think. It's not the Jordan. Even though Jordan was the subject of the Last Dance documentary that aired in April and has been popular ever since, it's not the Jordan. Let's go back and look at this from a percentage standpoint. The top line, that blue line, is actually Carl Malone. He's gone up the most. And then the second line is Charles Barkley. The third line is Akeem Olajuwon, and they're very close together. Then you've got the Jordan. And then finally, at the bottom, Dominique Wilkins. And they're all pretty close in nature, but it is the Carl Malone that's gone up the most. I found that surprising. And if you go over to the last average sale price graph, it's kind of interesting, you know, that Jordan is so much more valuable than the others. In fact, the Carl Malone is the cheapest of them. The Carl Malone's $595 on his last sale, whereas Akeem is $870, Dominique is $795, Charles Barkley's $1,000, and the Jordan is $18,100 but it's actually the cheapest of the cards, the Carl Malone, that has gone up the most in value. Isn't that interesting? Okay, one final graph, and this one, this is an interesting one. Let's go back to the beginning of the year. Let's go back to January 1st, and let's compare Giannis's hoops, his low-end hoops in PSA 10 to his prism from 2013 in PSA 10. Now, if we go back to that date, you could have bought his hoops for around 100 bucks, whereas his prism was up at around $750. $700 was his prism. His hoops was around 100. So let me ask you this question. Would you have rather had one prism Giannis rookie card or would you rather have had seven hoops Giannis rookie cards. Now, if you look at this graph, you might instantly say, well, the prism, because the prism, look at that blue line on top. Look how high that blue line has shot up. But it's hard to tell the whole story when you're just looking at a price trend graph. So let's take a look at percentages. And what you see is that the clear winner was actually the hoops. You would have been way, way better off if you had bought seven hoops cards in PSA 10 than one prism in PSA 10. Isn't that interesting? The hoops cards have gone up in value by 556%, whereas the prism's gone up in value by 323%. So what does that show you? It's not always the more expensive card. It's not always the, you know, the set with the bigger name that is the card that goes up the most. When you have a bunch of newer collectors and investors coming into the hobby, which we have had, sometimes they're going to gravitate towards the cards that they can maybe afford. And sometimes those lower dollar cards that are more affordable to people are ones that can actually go up the quickest because the demand usurps them, usurps that lower cost supply quicker than the demand cost, you know, usurps the higher cost supply. It's also, by the way, possible for somebody to afford to buy multiple hoops cards, whereas maybe they can only afford to buy one prism card, right? And so that that additional demand for more supply of the hoops cards causes them to go up fit faster. It's also worth noting that the pop count on the hoops card is half that of the prism. So even though the hoops card is a lot more affordable and remains a lot more affordable, there's there's only half of them in existence compared to the prism. So that too may have fueled the fact 
that the hoops card has had a quicker rise. And you can see right here in Market Movers, it shows that the pop count on that hoops card is 1,165, whereas the Prism card is 2,242. Interesting stuff. Guys, I hope you're enjoying seeing all these stats from our brand new graph, the, the price change by percentage graph within Market Movers. I am fascinated by this and have learned so much and have found some good investment opportunities as a result. I'd love for you to check it out too. Go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on Market Movers in the main menu bar or go directly to our brand new Market Movers website, which is Market Movers app dot com for more information about market movers and new pricing. Go check it out right now. Go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on market movers or go to marketmoversapp.com. Thank you so much guys for watching today's episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you back in a couple of days with my next one. Take care.